Hi, everybody, and welcome to Mecha Dragon, a podcast about all the geeky and nerdy stuff you love. Brought to you by Captain Geek and the Dark Nerd. I'm your Captain Will. And I'm your nerd, Jess. Today, we're talking about Avengers Endgame. This is our spoiler review, spoiler discussion. We are going to be getting deep into those spoilers, so if you have not seen that movie yet, get out of here. You do not. Yeah, go get your parents, have them tie you up in the basement, get away from us, because we're getting into it right here. Yeah, or just go somewhere that's not being tied up in the basement. But in any case, uh, you really want to see the movie before you listen to this spoiler discussion. So, uh, so man, let's get into it. So let's just start, Jess, with, uh, with your general impressions of the movie. Let's go. What do you think of Avengers Endgame? It's finally here. It, uh, it slapped me right in the face, right out of the opening gate. You know, and it didn't really stop from there. It, it was a fantastic movie. It was everything I hoped it would be, and and then some, because the Russo brothers had a couple uh, tricks up their sleeve. They came out of left field and knocked me for a loop, they did. They sure did. My general impressions, I, I mean, wow. I, I, I came out of the movie thinking, my God, this is one of the best movies that Marvel has made. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, I was thinking, you know, coming out of it, I'm still processing it. There, because there's so much in this movie, but I thought, God, the, I give this at least a nine point five. I right. think I ended up giving it a nine point seven in our non-spoiler talk. <laughs> right. That's that's my review of this. My God, they did such a good job. So let's let's get into it here. All right. Opening scene. Opening scene. What did I tell you? I, I said in our <laughs> theories episode. I said uh, after that trailer came out showing Hawkeye like high five and his daughter after she like shoots an arrow is like the movie's gonna open. On Hawkeye losing his family to the snap, yep, you did and that's say exactly that's how, exactly what happened. How it's gonna open. And uh, I, mean, I, think, I think we all kind of knew what was gonna happen with that scene, but you're like, nope, yeah. that's how they're starting the whole movie. I think so because and, it reacquaints right. us with the stakes of it all. I mean, God, right. it shows his kids and the little boy. Oh, you know, it, it's just yeah. reminding you what's important and what they what they're really fighting for. You yeah, know, and then and, this guy loses his family. And the audience, you know, once they see the scene unfurled before them, even if they haven't seen all the trailers and stuff, they kind of knew what was going to happen. Oh, yeah. How can and, you not uh, as soon as it opens, and, right? Yeah. And so they were just like silently dreading, you know, when The movie happened, theater was so silent happen. during that scene. So silent. I mean, the only the only thing that broke the silence is when uh, the... Uh, the uh, Hawkeye's wife is asking what everybody wants on their hot dogs. She's like, do you want mayonnaise right. or mustard? And then the little boy goes, I want ketchup. And then everybody right. kind of laughed in the movie yeah, theater. Little but that was there. it. And then like and then when... 10 seconds later, everyone's devastated. Yeah. And people were <laughs> no. gasping. And like, as soon as we see the, you know, the dust, even though we knew that was what was going to happen. Oh, it just break. It just breaks your heart. And then I have to say it goes right. So it goes right into the Marvel logo and it plays that song, uh, mm-hmm. which is, uh, Dear Dr. Fantasy by Traffic. And right. that was the perfect song to, mm. to open the movie uh, over that logo. I'm telling you. Dear, it, what, how do the lyrics go? Dear Dr. Fantasy, play us a song, something to make us all feel happy. But it's like it's so bluesy. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. The, all the music in this movie, I think, was perfectly chosen. Yeah. 
Yeah, and right when that logo popped up on the screen after, you know, uh, Hawkeye loses his whole family, it's like my daughter and I just like looked at each other, took a deep breath, and okay, here we go. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. There and we then, went. So, and then we go to... Um, we go to Tony in space. Yep. And so I, I actually said that too in the theories is that uh, right. that'll be at the beginning uh, right after the uh, the Hawkeye stuff. And there it was. And I love that. Um, so they're playing uh, they're playing uh, football or what do you call it? Uh, finger football or. Um, yeah. The little folded up piece of foil. Yeah. And, you know, Nebula is super into it and competitive. <laughs> <laughs> and he's, uh, like, he's like, I scored. I did. Yes, you did. Good job. She's like, I like this. Yeah. And I think actually that little scene ended up being a really profound moment for her because she's not used to dealing with people that have integrity like this. Um, Right. You know, people that actually will play fair with you. And you can see it in her face when he when he says, you know, you win, you know, fair game, good sport. And he holds out his hand and they shake hands like you can see she right. pauses for a second. Like what what just happened? Well, it's like she is a machine, you know, so her whole life and stuff. She's just been used as a machine and hasn't been treated like a person. And, and now she's, like you know, now he's treating her like she's a person, too. And she's just coming to terms with that. And it's blowing her mind away as much as uh yeah. Finger football is. And it was it was really sweet what happened next because, you know, Tony is – he records his message that you get to see some mm-hmm. of in the uh, one of the first trailers. Um, yeah. And then he just decides that he's going to just fall asleep right there. And, you know, she comes in and, like, picks him up and puts him in the chair. And there's, like, that yeah, moment and where she's, like, touching his shoulder. Um, I thought that was yeah. really sweet. And I'll tell you what. One of my only – I don't know if I call it a problem with the movie. It's not really a problem. This is one of the few things I would have liked to see more of was just one more beat of their relationship later in the movie. Because they spent like three weeks together on that ship alone. Right. Exactly. You know, and then they they come home and he kind of looks at her as he leaves the ship and falls into Pepper's arms. But like I would have just loved it if later in the movie at some point he would have just like given her a look. I mean, there wasn't like a lot of time to spare in the story. Like things just right. kept moving forward. But like if it would have just been a look or he would have said something like, you know, how are you holding up? Just something like that would have been cool. But eh, I, I'm happy. Yeah. And then uh, when I when she picked him up and put him in the chair, it almost felt to me like she knew that something was about to happen. You know, they're only a couple hours away from running out of oxygen. He's going to be dead. I don't think she needs oxygen to breathe. But uh, uh, I think so she does. I, I mean, she's what... a cyborg. She still has biological parts. But I don't think she knew anything was going to happen. She was just like yeah, it's being just, nice. I was like, okay, what's Which going on? Which is weird on? for yeah, her. Later looking at it, it is kind of a touching moment, like you said. And uh, maybe she just wanted him to be there. So if he did open his eyes a final time, he could see, you know, space and the stars and just something to look at rather than his face squished into a floor yeah i i think it was just something sweet that she did for him which was yeah you know very atypical for her but you know they both and and then there's that moment where like he hands over some of the last bits of food for her and she like looks and slowly yeah, she looks back at to like, him that was that is for? huge for her character has has had such a big change i mean Right. Tony, I think, has had the biggest character arc since the very beginning of the movies. 
you know, because he starts off and he's, you know, an arms dealer. He's selfish. He's a narcissist. You know, he can't even hold down a regular human relationship because he's these things. But by this movie, he evolves into a man that can wield the, you know, godlike power with integrity. Right. Not selfishly. And so that was that that was amazing to see. But I think that, you know, him aside, Nebula has been through one of the biggest character arcs out of all the rest of them as well, because she was really a villain in the beginning. Uh, you know, when yeah, we first she, saw she her. basically switched sides, you know. Yeah. So here's one of the things about this movie uh, that we're, you know, kind of getting into our analysis is like it really does service all the characters, you know. Yeah. Certain, certainly some of the characters get more screen time than others. Steve Rogers, Captain America, you know, Iron Man. Mm. But everybody gets some cool moments, you know. Yeah. And e- and everybody you can tell is at the end of or, you know, at least at the newest place in their character arc. You know, they're not exactly the same as they were in their last movie. You know, whatever right. that was. They've all been changed by what happened. So, so yeah, so I love how... Uh, so then Captain Marvel shows up. Now, as you know, I was convinced that Tony was going to tinker his way out of it. Right. But... Uh, I guess they Inspector were just... Inspector Gadget MacGyver yeah. it. But I mean, that was a long shot, and uh, I don't mind... I mean, I kind of wish that he would have done that, but on the other hand, I think that it set up really well the desperateness of everything at the beginning. Mm-hmm. You know, they've, they're have they out of options. They did literally every yeah. single thing that they possibly could have, um, given the situation they were in, you know, at the beginning of Infinity War, with the Avengers being split up and all that, and Cap and and a couple of them being sort of like underground. But yeah, so Captain Marvel saves him. That was interesting. Yeah, I was, like like you said, I was hoping they had done more with Tony, you know, finding a way out. Because, you know, once he's in that, strapped into that seat and you start to see the light come up on his face and his eyes open, it's like, you knew right then, oh, it's Captain Marvel. And I... I didn't. They kind, didn't they right kind of rushed through that. Yeah. Now the first couple of seconds, I was like, "Oh, what's this?" You know, and then it's like, "Oh, it's got to be." Captain I thought I, you know, I was holding on to this notion that maybe he was gonna think of something and, and save them. Right. So I thought, oh, well, maybe it's like some celestial object out there that he can get power from, and blah 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> but no, but it was so it was Captain Marvel, and she brought him home, and uh, I guess. You know, at that point, it was like 23 days after the snap. So it's basically like three weeks, not even a month. Yeah, and Pepper's alive. He comes out. You know, that was a nice reunion. And so that's when Cap and Tony see each other for the first time in a long time. And Tony was pissed off. He he was not very nice. He he was not very happy. And then, of course, he comes in and they're all sort of talking around the table uh, at Avengers uh, HQ. So they're talking. And... Oh, God, it was so funny when uh, Rocket says something and Tony looks at him and he goes, you know, until the second I thought you were Build-A-Bear. <laughs> and everybody <laughs> yeah. laughed in the movie theater. That was a great right. line. And and Rocket was like, well, maybe I am. Yeah. So what did, what do you think? What did you think about that uh, that beginning scene that we got into? Like I said, I wish they had done a little more with the Tony and Nebula thing. But then again, I also wish they had more of an introduction between Tony and Captain Marvel, Carol Danvers, you know, it's just yeah. like she just shows up and they look at each other through the, the windshield. And then the next scene is them 
her flying the ship down to Earth. You know, the thing about think... these big team-up movies and Avengers movies, and this has been the case for all of them to the best of my memory, is like there's so much to do in these movies that you don't get to see as many of these like little interactions that you might want to. But like what I end up realizing in my head is they don't have the time. Like you kind of have to assume that takes place like between some of the scenes that we're watching, you know, right. because, but it's like, you know, she shows up in space, takes the ship down to earth. And then the next scene, they're all in their civilian clothes, just standing around talking. He does say you something know, like, uh, it's, you know, I'm glad you're here. We need the new blood. Like when he's yelling at uh, Steve, and right. um, yeah, that so that scene was very much born out of uh, the events of Civil War, right? Mm-hmm. And the the whole failure in Infinity War because Tony's pissed that Cap wasn't there to stand with him, you know, right. at, at the time. And you know, there there was a lot of complicating factors, and they just argue about it for a second. And I really like how they made Tony look all thin and emaciated from oh yeah from starving. He on was the ship. looking old. Yeah. It was uh, it was interesting. I actually gasped when he like fell down and passed out. Mm-hmm. But uh, so yeah, yeah so then, like, well, then I guess Iron Man dies in this one, huh? <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, at the beginning of the movie. <laughs> uh, but so um, so God, then then they just decide that they're gonna go go take the stones from Thanos to fix everything. Yeah, that's when they formulate their plan. And they're like, just like that. Them. And Captain America's like, yeah, just like that. Yeah, and uh, Nebula, you know, they're asking, like, how can we find him? How can we find him? And Nebula's like, well, I know where he is. Oh, yeah. First, Captain Marvel was like, I have some people that might know. Um, mm. Actually, right before then, when she goes, uh, all right, well, I'm going to, she, like, starts walking out. And they're like, hey, where are you going? She goes, I'm going to go kill Thanos. Like, shrug. Yeah. Like, duh. Yeah. <laughs> the look on their faces in that instant is like, well, wait a second. <laughs> but you're right. Yeah. Uh, Nebula steps in and it's like, don't bother. I, you know, he always talked about going to the garden and Rhodey. <laughs> it's like, oh, great. He has a retirement plan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I got to tell you, man, I'm, I, I'm going to be real right now. I'm kind of emotionally exhausted from it. In oh, this I bet. Moment, from the whole thing. Yeah. It's like after walking out of the theater, it's like, you know, we were just drained from all the emotion and just had to kind of take a breather. I thought it and, was, you know, yeah. Had I, to think about it. I, I mean, I still am. Like, so, and they go from there to, like, the next, so actually it goes the Avengers logo right after what Captain America says. Like, yeah, let's go get that son of a bitch. And, uh, right. you know, sw- here comes the music and the logo. And then they're leaving Earth's atmosphere. And I thought it was really mm-hmm. cool, you know, the, the, the joke with Rocket saying, don't puke in my ship. <laughs> yeah, who, hasn't, who here hasn't been to space yet? <laughs> they hold up know. their hands. Uh, that was funny, but I really like how like they jump to you know warp or whatever it is that they go into to get to their jump point, and uh, you see kind of like the stars like in Captain America's eyes, because right. at the heart of it all, he's kind of a regular guy who yeah. you know who has a you know a good heart and a strong moral compass who is gifted with these. With these, uh, with these powers, or you know, this uh, you know serum that made him to a super soldier, and now he's freaking going, you know, to take on the biggest bad alien of, of all in a spaceship with all like a talking raccoon and like <laughs> all this stuff. And so, right, I just thought it was real neat that they kind of centered it on him and and sort of his experience of like this this moment with those stars mm-hmm. in his eyes. I like that. And I gotta say, when they got to the garden, 
and they just pounce on Thanos. And yeah, he's just minding his own business. And they Looks take like him he's out down. Taking the harvest. And... and this is like 15 minutes into the movie, right? Right. And yeah. boom, they chop off his Not head. Not expecting it. Yeah. They, <laughs> I was like, oh. Was so crazy. The whole the whole theater just sort of like. Yeah. You heard there was there was no air moving in and out of anyone's lungs at that <laughs> yeah. moment. They were all just like. Whoa. And he destroyed the stones. So mm-hmm. they, they kill him. And it's like, then what? What do you do? That's yeah, it. Thor, Thor basically just chops his head off mid-sentence because, you know, he hates himself and is mad at himself because oh, he yeah. feels like he failed the first time because he didn't go for the head. And then after they chopped his head off, they're like, Thor, what did you, why did you do that? Or what did you do? He's like, I went for the head and just stomped out, you know. Yeah. And that's how he made peace with his failure from before, but. You well, I, I wouldn't say he made peace with it. I mean, that was his attempt, but... Well, that's was his attempt to make peace, but then you find out later yeah. um, he went a different different direction with that. Yeah, like I said, like I just love how this movie um, really services all these characters. So, you know, you could just yeah. see it on all their faces in that moment when there's nothing left to do. And then it's like, cut to black, five years right. later five yeah, years and, and, later. and when they when thanos head goes rolling across the floor i'm going like um uh now what it's <laughs> yeah. like now where are they going with this movie who knows it yeah was crazy. so uh so yeah so we get a little bit of uh of steve at you know a like a survivor's you know support meeting support group mm-hmm. kind of like what sam uh, falcon used to do right and uh, and then we have that scene. Okay, so here's actually a scene where I think there's an Easter egg for what's going to happen in the future of the MCU. So that scene where Black Widow, Natasha, is kind of dealing with like the Avengers Council or whatever you want to call it. And she's talking right. to the holograms of everybody. Uh, so she's talking to holograms of Rhodey, uh, Captain Marvel, Rocket and Nebula. And was there somebody else? I feel like there was somebody else. Uh, Okoye from Wakanda. Right, right, right. And that scene, you know, kind of establishes how important this job and this organization is to her specifically. You know, because Steve mentions, like, does this job need to be done at all? And that's when she explains, is like, you know, I used to have nothing. Right. You know, she went through this assassin school and eventually was on the run and they had, you know, sterilized her and she had no family, no friends, and all this until yeah. Hawkeye found her and you know gave her a second chance with Shield. And so she's mm-hmm. saying, so they so that kind of establishes how important it is for her, which is which is important for later in the movie. But when they're in discussion in that in the hologram council, they mention that earthquake. Uh, she said, you know, there was a yada yada quake under like the you know the the African plate. Uh, and she's like, all right, well, who do we have on this? Who's who's handling it? And I, I love Okoye's response, which is. It's an earthquake at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah, handle, it handle it by, by not, not handling, handling it. it. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. But that, I think, is a reference to the character Namor, who uh, Kevin Feige oh. has talked about wanting to bring into the MCU, who was right. one of Marvel's first superheroes, possibly even the first one, uh-huh. uh, from way, 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 way back. And actually, it was in, I think, the end of Iron Man 2, where... Tony Stark comes down to talk to uh, Nick Fury and there's like a like a big screen with a map on it and there's different locations of interest marked on it 
One of them is Wakanda. One of them, I think, is New York. There's some other places. But one of them is in the ocean next to Africa. And Namor is from the Marvel version of Atlantis. Right. The ocean. And so I think that's probably a reference to Namor in Atlantis that's kind of an Easter egg for that because I know they want to bring him in with a movie somehow. And you know that the snap and the unsnap, the snapping and the unsnapping happened everywhere in the universe. Oh, yeah. You know, including Atlantis. And so, you know, that just exactly. must have been a sign of what was going on down there. And maybe we'll, that'll be sort of our lead in, in, you know, in a Namor movie or whatever movie Namor ends up being in. So anyway, I just wanted to mention right. that as, as one of the Easter eggs I saw that gives us a clue as to what they're doing in the upcoming MCU. Yeah, and it'd be awesome if they uh, brought him in and he was played by Jason Momoa, kind of like a <laughs> uh, like a biker sort of guy. I think that'd be cool. I don't think that's going to happen. Oh. <laughs> I think DC already did that. <laughs> it just never hurts to ask. It never, yeah, it never hurts to ask. No, I, uh, I actually don't like Aquaman that much. It was fun. It was okay. But I don't think it's nah. a very great movie. This movie, Endgame, on the other hand, oh my god, amazing. On the other hand, has Ant-Man in it, who we go to next. Yeah, so uh-huh. so the real hero of Endgame, by the way, is the rat that exactly. walks over. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I was going to mention the rat now and then bring that up. I was going to ask you who you thought the real hero was and right. then say, you're wrong, it was the rat. But you, Yeah, you which brings Ant-Man it. back from the quantum realm. And that, right, that was... because if the rat had not crossed the that little uh, control panel and turned it on none of this would have happened they yeah. would have killed they would have killed thanos but everyone would still be dead there would I'd be I'd say no the chances of that rat avenging. doing that uh at that time were about 1 in 14,605 exactly That's but then again what the odds are yeah it's like i was thinking to myself you tell me this rat walked across that thing 14 million times what are the chances of that? <laughs> Pretty well, slim. Well, in any case, you know, Ant-Man comes back and, uh, you know, he is a little confused at first. And there's that moment where he asked that, that kid on his bicycle, like, what happened? And the kid looks at what him. What happened? Like, the kid just, like, glares at him. Like, where have you been? Yeah. In the quantum realm. Uh, but, yeah, so then he fi- he's, he's looking for his daughter's name. See, I thought his daughter would be dead. Uh, right. Would have been snapped. But it turns out his name was the only laying on there. Yeah. And that's what that's the thing that I was wondering about during that scene where he's in the park with all the pillars with the names on it. And he's looking for his daughter's name, looking, 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 looking. And then he finds his own name. And he's like, what? And then he takes off for the house. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're concerned about finding your daughter, go to where she would be. I don't know? think he knew to do that until he had been to that monument because he asked that kid what happened and he didn't say anything so he keeps walking right right and then he comes to this monument and i'm sure he found out there or at least figured out enough yeah there must have been a plaque that said those who were lost right so then he rushes home something went on and i'm telling you one of the most uh, heartfelt moments was when he sees his daughter cassie and she comes out and uh and And she's not an aunt (laughs) she's not an aunt i was i was hoping it would be antony She's like a 14, 15-year-old girl, um, yeah. young girl, and uh, that was, yeah. He barely that was, recognizes That her. was amazing. So anyway, yeah, so he arrives, and I love that moment where, where he arrives when uh, Steve and Natasha are talking, 
and uh-huh. it's just it's just this moment of like wait a minute it's it's kind of a game changer because they thought he was lost and then of course right. he he tells him what happened and it's like I, ca- I can't get out of my head there must be a way we can use the quantum realm to go back to before thanos to to stop everything and that really i mean that's really where things get started you know with yeah the, with the that's when plan. they go hunting tony down yeah and i i love <laughs> i love that, that he calls it the time heist right <laughs> and uh you know it was that was that was a nice little scene be i i like that tony you know ended up having this daughter and he's like living out in the the woods you know by a yep, by a the, lake like he's on just the edge of a lake yeah you know he's just trying to he's given up the superhero life because he lost you know that's mm-hmm. all that's all been over and you know you can still see sort of uh the ghost of this uh falling out between steve and tony there in that scene i think as well but then at the end of that scene when he says he's not going to help they're like we need a big brain <laughs> where are mm-hmm. we going to go and get that oh yeah and that was the intro of the hulk professor the hulk, hulk. Yeah. yeah professor hulk i'm still you know you've seen it three times now i'm still kind of coming to terms with exactly how i feel about mm. uh, professor hulk because you you mentioned that it was going to be probably that's how they were going to do hulk and they just sprung him on you pretty quick in that scene. Yeah, so I think that what you're saying is you wanted to see how he became Professor Hulk, I I think, right? You wanted to see more yeah, of that. Yeah, I mean, he talked about it in like, I don't know, three or four sentences. And yeah. I, I guess in the end, I didn't need to see it. But it, I don't know. It was I think, weird. I think in the end, it was more important that he was Professor it's, Hulk and that he had gotten to that point so that he could do all these other things in the movie than how he got there. Because if you think about well, it, well, yeah, cause he'd be, that would add 15 the... minutes to the movie at least, <laughs> you know? Yeah, exactly. And we didn't need any more time jumping going on. And that yeah. would be, you know, breaking up the continuity, but it was interesting because, because he was, he, you know, he was very much more comfortable with himself than we've ever seen him. Um, right. He was happy. He was like a like a celebrity. <laughs> like the kids yeah. come in. Kids come like, up Mr. Hulk. You know, and they're not afraid to be around him. And he's and they're like, Can we get a picture with you? And the the yeah. line that got a laugh in every single showing that I went to was where he goes, A hundred percent, little person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little person. That. And then Scott's over there going, Hey, you want a picture with me? I'm I'm Ant Man. And they're like <laughs> And uh... they're like <laughs> And the one kid like Literally shakes his head. No, <laughs> he like steps behind the other girl. Yeah, and they you. fight about it for a second. Yeah. He's like, "Take the goddamn phone." That was great. I I really am happy that they went this direction with the Hulk because we we just we haven't seen him that way before, you know. Right. We we haven't seen him get to this point before, and it was just it was he was hilarious, you know. Mm-hmm. I love how he was like so at peace with himself and confident, you know, mm-hmm. maybe slightly overconfident because. Later, when he goes with Rocket to to get Thor, and we'll talk about this scene in a couple of minutes, but just like, I love how when he meets Valkyrie, he's like, hey, Valkyrie, angry girl. And he almost has his arms out like he expects a hug or something. And she looks at him like, like, ew. Yeah. And she says, I think I preferred you either of the other ways. Either (laughs) of the other ways. Yeah. Yeah. That was hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. So... And one thing, too, um, mm-hmm. that we covered in our non-spoiler, well, we probably covered it in theories, 
when we were going over the uh, trailers for this movie, there's a couple spots throughout the trailers that you see Bruce Banner. And aside from on the rooftop, um, talking to Tilda Swinton's character, I can't remember the, the name of the character, but aside from that Supreme. moment, yeah, the ancient one, aside from that moment, Banner's not in the movie at all. He's in the beginning before the time jump Is to he? five years later. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he even goes the with them okay. to the, to, to Titan two or Thanos's garden planet, uh, whatever you want to call it. Like he was on the spaceship. Uh, he was sitting in front next to, uh, huh? Yeah. Like I said, that just slipped by me and I was talking to my daughter and she's like, he wasn't even in the movie. And I was like, yeah, he, I mean, he but was, you've though. Seen I mean, it three he was times. in, he was in the first 15 minutes and then there was that scene with, uh, the ancient one. But, uh, okay. you're right. I mean, mostly it was, it was professor Hulk. And I thought that that was really cool. I also really liked how when, uh, the ancient one like knocked his soul out of him to talk to him, that his soul like looked right. like Bruce. That was, that wasn't, that was a good yeah. choice, I think. But yeah, I mean, back to, uh, where were we? Uh, basically right after Hulk. Oh, we were talking about, yeah. Oh, and it's like, and he's eating. Did you notice on the table? He's got like enormous bowls of food. Like, right. Like yeah. enormous, like there must have been like 20 eggs scrambled in there and like a pile yeah. of sausages and pancakes. And he's like, so, hey, you guys eat some. I feel like I'm the only one eating here. And uh, Scott was like, like just looking at him like, I'm confused. <laughs> You're right. wearing a shirt now. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, that was that was really cool. And uh, I'm glad they did that. And I, I you know what? I did want to see that like transformation, but I think that it made a lot of sense for the story to not get into that they really stayed despite the fact that this movie was three hours long they stayed so focused beginning to end of the story on on what was going on in the story you know there wasn't a lot of like side trips and and tangents and like things that didn't matter to the main like storyline like they were just laser focused on it the whole time which i appreciate and i have to say every single musical choice was inspired for this mm-hmm. movie. Like I said before, like after the Hawkeye family death scene at the beginning, that song over the uh, Marvel logo was great. And then like <laughs> when they decide to go, uh, Scott sitting outside trying to eat a taco oh, and the spaceship comes taco. down and like blows it away. <laughs> and then like there's, there's a couple like interactions. blows it right in his face. <laughs> yeah. And then as Hulk walks by him, he like smiles yeah. at him and like hands him a couple other tacos. And for some reason that right. was so <laughs> It just funny. keeps walking. And that's when the next song starts playing, which was actually a supersonic rocket ship by the kinks, right. which is an amazing yeah. song. And that takes them like into Asgard. But I don't, was that wasn't actually the next scene from what we were talking about. Is it after they meet Hulk? Um, yeah, they meet Hulk. Uh, they convince him to because he's initially resistant, right? But then Natalie—that's when Natasha, they go. That's when they go into Barton and Ronan. I think that's the scene that comes after that, isn't it? Well, they they go to they go to test it. Uh, th- this is what happens: they go to test it, and that's when they they screw up Scott, right? And he they right. make him into a kid, and then he's an old man, <laughs> yeah, and then he's a baby, and, an old man. and then he comes back, and he's someone like, pissed my pants. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it was I don't know if me. it was baby me or old me or, or just me me maybe just me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then everybody's like, "Oh, that was a disaster," and and Hulk uh, is smiling like I, I see this is an absolute win. 
<laughs> right. But that's exactly. when Tony arrives. That's when Tony arrives and he talks to Cap and they they sort of make mm. up. I do I do love how how Tony said I think resentment is corrosive uh, corrosive and I hate it and Cap agrees and that's right. kind of their yeah. like we're going to make up and work together moment, right? Yeah. He gives put Cap a, put his the shield back. behind us and mm. work together. So it was after that that they begin gathering the team, right? Because because okay. he's yeah, Tony right. says I assume we have a whole team and he says we're working on it and that's when cut to Scott eating his right. taco. And uh, mm-hmm. so Hulk and uh, Rocket go to visit Thor, and oh my God, Thor! <laughs> this this hilarious. is the greatest. He, so he's he's fat. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's roommates with uh, <laughs> with uh, Korg, Korg and Meek. They're playing Fortnite. <laughs> so he's yeah. So he's roommates with Korg and Meek, and they're playing Fortnite. And Thor is just drinking constantly. Yeah. And he looks awful. And, and and this see, this is what I'm talking about, how the movie does right by all these characters. Not does right by them in the sense that, like, makes everybody as happy as can be. But it's, like, it's very true to what that character would do in that situation. Thor just came out of a right. situation from Ragnarok where he lost, like, the majority of all Asgardians, right? Yeah, and Asgard itself. And Asgard itself. And Thanos kicked his butt. And he had a chance to... Yeah, he- to stop Thanos he and he failed to save he the failed. day. He screwed it up. And so he's broken in a way. Yeah. You know, he's broken. He just hides out in his, his place with Yeah, he uh, got he cut buddies. off Thanos' head and got nothing from it. He's been you brought know, he low was... to the point where he's threatening kids playing Fortnite. Right. <laughs> that's that's where <laughs> that that's funny. where Thor is. I'm gonna come there and kick your butt. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna rip off your legs this and shove them up Thor. your butt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, go cry to your mommy or whatever he says. But yeah, that That's was, and, and he was resistant, you know? Yeah. Disp- so that was hilarious. But like, as soon as Hulk mentions Thanos, he, yep. all, he like he breaks down. down yeah, he shuts down. Yeah. He breaks down. And that was very, like Chris Hemsworth yeah, we don't is don't say hilarious. that name around here. Yeah, Chris, Chris Hemsworth is hilarious, but he's a very good dramatic actor too. Mm-hmm. Um, he really played that moment well. And then of course, Rocket knows how to handle this. He's like, well, there's beer in right. the ship. <laughs> he's like... <laughs> What kind? <laughs> and then and then they and then arrive. They show the ship. Yeah, and then they <laughs> arrive, and I have to say, like, so then Thor is like walking, you know, in the Avengers facility with his sunglasses oh, and we, drinking we, a beer. We can't, yeah, he looks just like um, the dude. Yeah, because Lebowski. Because uh, Tony walks by and goes one side Lebowski, and that just <laughs> made me. That got a big laugh. Yeah, in my theaters as well. That was the greatest. In fact, I have a. Uh, I have a dude meme that I'm making with Thor, mm-hmm. so that's that's gonna be one to look forward nice. to on Instagram, I guess. Uh, but so anyway, that that was great, and uh, it like we got a little tiny moment of Tony and Rocket, you know, working building something together there. Where he's like, "How's it going, Ratchet?" And Rocket's like, "Ease off, you know, you're only a genius on this planet." Right. So that was that was cool, and they're they're putting their plan together, gathering their team. I did like how. Hulk, when he was confronting Thor, you know, Thor came up to him and had his hand on him. And Thor's like, take your hand off me. And he, like, pulls it off like Thor's like a little right. kid, you know. Yeah. Because only Thor, because only Hulk could do that. Exactly. Yeah, it was just amazing. Where, like, when we pick up with each of these characters, they're really in an interesting place that makes total sense for them. And that's one of the things that I really appreciate about this movie because you can imagine a situation where, 
you know, they just do like, you know, quick team ups and it's like battle sequence after battle sequence. Right. But they've had five years to deal with, you know, their own loss plus their failure and rebuilding. So they wouldn't be in, you know, the exact same place. And it does bring up, you know, their own struggles that they've been working with. So, yeah, it's just really interesting versions uh, of these characters. So, yeah, so then they get the team together. And I love when they make their, uh, you know, they figure that out. And then they have like their brainstorming session to come up with the plan on how to get all the infinity stones. Mm -hmm. It was... Oh, it was it was very much like that scene from a lot of heist movies where they make the plan. Right. And it'll be like, you know, they show, you know, they'll show like their goals and they'll show, you know, everybody will come in and talk about their part of the plan. And 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 you you get the montage of everyone getting their tools and stuff. Right. Right. (laughs) But like in this one, that moment where they would like go to be like, all right, Thor, tell us about the reality stone. And it like, you know, the camera pushes (laughs) in on him and it has that sound like and then he's just sitting there. Right. Breathing, yeah, not saying anything. And you're like, <laughs> is he awake? Is he, is he asleep? <laughs> <laughs> I think he's dead. Yeah, and then he goes up and sort of gives his, you know, information about the uh, the reality stone. Yeah, but he's not staying on topic. He he keeps going off. He's, about I mean, it's just showing how damaged like he is. You know, he's rambling right. and he's going on about. I was like, oh, that's Jane. She's my and old goes, flame. Yeah, I used we used to date. Yeah. I'm not dating her anymore, but. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that that was that was great. And, uh, you know, it's, it kind of shows this montage of them thinking about it and everybody giving their information about it. And uh, I love I mean, it's very much the same kind of conversations that a lot of us nerdy folk have been having for the past year. You know, a lot of people mm-hmm. did think that there was going to be time travel in this movie, and that is what they did. Right. But, like, how many times have us nerds, you know, huddled around, you know, a screen or, you know, just together and said, oh, like, if I was going to go get the time stones, this is how you would do it. Well, they had to come up with that plan, and it, I think it made a lot of right. sense. It was the best plan they could have come up with. Now, yeah. here's where we have to talk a little bit about the time travel aspect of it, because... You know, they really established a different set of rules for time travel than what we're used to from movies. And they acknowledge right. it head on because they're like – they mentioned something before the test with uh, with Hawkeye, right? And they're like listing off all these movies. They're like – they're like, why would it? Why would it work like work like that? And haven't uh, you seen Back to the Future? And <laughs> right, seen right. Hot tub time machine. This, that, the other. <laughs> die Hard. No, no, that's not. That's not why. No, not Die Hard. Uh, but you know, then they say, no, it doesn't work like that. And you know, basically, what Hulk explained was, is that you can't change the the future or the present by changing the past. Because if you go back into the past, that becomes your future, and your future is your past, which then can't change your present anyway uh they didn't yeah, really spend a lot of time explaining it but the, the theory of time travel that this adheres to okay is the sort of like the alternate reality or parallel reality version of time travel which is to say that if you go back in time and change something you basically create an alternate reality right right and so that's kind of what happens except you know, their plan to avoid uh, f***ing over those other realities is to return the time stones to them after they're done, or the time stones, all the stones, after they're done, uh, which they do. 
And uh, luckily for that other reality, Thanos ain't going to be at it anymore either because he came to the future uh, to confront right. them later in the movie. Yeah, and then they go back and, you know, when they're in New York, what is it? It's uh, 2012. Yeah, 2012. And they see, you know, that's when the big battle against, I guess it was Thanos at the time. but Well, it was his armies leaded by, led by Loki. So yeah. here's the other reason that I wanted to mention that whole time travel theory or you know the way that it functions in the mcu with what they did is because so when they screw up getting the space stone the tesseract loki mm-hmm. takes it and teleports out of there right so does does that then mean that in this other timeline this other reality that loki actually got away and he's out there somewhere with the tesseract now there is going to be a so. loki tv show which has right. tom hiddleston attached now i've read that Part of the show, and this could just be rumor, but I've read um, somebody said part of the a lot of the show is going to focus on Loki through history, like in the past, like because you know the Asgardians have been to Earth th- like thousands of years in the past, like right. You know, they helped the Vikings and all this kind of stuff. So I don't know how much of it is going to take place in a present enough time that Loki's going to be, you know, Tom Hiddleston adult version. Right. But I'm wondering if this is their way into it, right? Oh, uh, maybe. And that's another thing, too. It's like, uh, like Jamie mentioned, like every Avengers movie is really just a Loki movie. Well, uh, <laughs> not this one. He no, wasn't even involved in the end game. You know, he just had a couple yeah. scenes from the past, and I was really hoping to see something more from him. And especially after he disappeared with the Tesseract, I was like, uh oh. Yeah, I think that that's going to play a role in his show. I really do. So that that would be the second clue uh, we've mentioned so far that I think has something to do with the future of the MCU because all of the, right. t- the TV shows that are going to appear on the Disney Plus streaming service are going to tie directly into the MCU, unlike the Netflix uh, Marvel shows, which were controlled by right. really a different division of Marvel under a different person. Um, yeah, and that'll why. be interesting how they work all that together. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I really, because there's also going to be a Wanda, uh, Scarlet Witch, and a Vision show. Of course, Vision did not come back in this movie, and so I have a feeling that right. the show is going to begin with them, like, rebuilding Vision, and then maybe it'll be a matter of, like, them getting to know each other again or something like that. But I'm I'm right. guessing, I'm guessing that's what's going to happen. And then, of course, there's also going to be a Falcon and Winter Soldier show. Which is going to be mm-hmm. interesting, since well, we'll get we'll get to the end of the movie when we get there. We'll get to that, yeah. But so anyway, I I did find it entertaining that Loki was the only one who saw what was happening when the <laughs> they were trying to pull yeah. out the heist of the Tesseract. He saw the like, he saw the uh, briefcase go skidding down the yeah, hall. He's like, that, that was like a great look on his face where he was like, <laughs> "Wait a minute, what?" Uh, and then uh, the you know, and then Hulk comes out of the stairwell and he's all pissed right. off because like when he's that screwed it all up. <laughs> He goes to get in the elevator. I just love how they show, like, what happened from, like, after what we saw in the first Avengers movie. I love how right. they go to get in the elevator, and they're like, whoa, 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 maximum occupancy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. And he's like, eight stairs, and he goes down, yeah. and then later and they I have really a shot liked, of mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so many stairs. <laughs> he's yeah. looking down the, yeah. the thing. That was so But cool. I like the scene when uh, Cap goes to get in the elevator, you know, Cap oh, from the future. Yeah. And he gets in there, and it's kind of like a replay from that scene from Civil War. Or Winter Soldier. You know? It was so much oh, yeah, like Winter that Soldier. scene from Winter Soldier when they come in and attack him in the elevator. And I'm like, oh, we're mm-hmm. going to get another elevator fight scene? 
But then yeah. it was even better He's than all... that. He leans right. over and he goes, don't worry, Hill Hydra. And you could see on I'm their like, faces oh, okay. where they're all like, holy shit. Wow. This guy's this guy's on our side. Yeah. And then he just oh. walks out with it and has that little smirk across yeah. his face. That was fucking awesome. So here's, and then we here's get the other to point. America's ass. Right. But hold but hold on. Here here's the other Before point that I want to make about this moment. This is an example of how they're using the history of the MCU, all these other movies that they made, to make this movie better. That was totally a callback to Winter Soldier, but not only was it just like a fun little callback to that movie, it was these characters using their knowledge of the past that they've experienced to give themselves the upper hand in this like the highest stakes ever mission that they have. So it wasn't just a, it's like these things are great and they're fun, but they're not just fun nods and like, you know, moments based on these previous movies there's like a real story reason behind it. Yeah, it's almost like behind the scenes, you know? Yeah, and so it, so that's one of the reasons that I appreciate this film so much is because it really honors all of that and uses it in a way that makes total sense for the story and is important to this story, right? right. So so that's their mission. So the, so the peop- So they were in New York, 2012. So it was him, so it was Cap, Tony and Ant-Man and Hulk, but you were going to talk about uh, Captain America's ass, as I recall. Right, yeah, who doesn't love it? No, after he gets off the elevator with those guys and his little Hail Hydra thing, he's walking, you know, through the building and uh, he runs into... Into himself. Himself that from was the great. past. Yeah. And, you know, the old the old school timer uh, Cap gets on his radio and said, I found... Uh, Loki. And <laughs> got eyes like, on I'm Loki. not Loki. <laughs> yeah, I got eyes on Loki. And then, of course, I'm not Loki. And then they have to prove it. Then they have to fight. And it's like, that was a cool fight scene because, you know, they know the each other's moves because yep. they're the same person. So they were. Yeah, you know. it's just that one was there under much more dire circumstances. Right. Uh, and knew a, a bit more, more than for. the other one. Yeah, so I, you know, that was a really cool fight. And then, you know, he. Uh, he uses the uh, Mind Stone on the uh, old, the older right. Captain America, um, yeah. the younger Captain America, I should say, uh, to uh, Loki's yeah, staff to stop him, and I assume wipe his memory of the encounter. You know, it is the Mind Stone after all. So yeah, if nothing else, he just knocked him unconscious. But so then, yeah, I don't remember if it wiped his mind because that. Well, would they didn't really say. I mean, America. he just he just got knocked out. But I assume since it was the Mind Stone, he could wipe his memory of the encounter. Because if he didn't, it would just be this weird thing that ha- I don't know. In any case, the third part of their mission was the Time Stone, and that was Hulk. Mm-hmm. And we kind of just right. mentioned this a little bit earlier, but I like how he gets there, and he's like, "Hey, I'm looking for Doctor Strange." Oh, I thought it was cool that the Ancient One was defending the uh, the Sanctum, too. Like, taking right. down some of those uh, aliens. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So then Hulk... And okay. it was cool, too, that when he said he's looking for Doctor Strange, she's like, oh, well, you're about... Five years too what, early. Five years too early, because he's still over there doing surgery. Yeah. So how did she know, you know, she already knew, it must have been prophesied. That uh, he would. Well, she, you know, she revealed in the Doctor Strange movie uh, when she was dying and she was in her astral form that she had looked into the future many, many times already. So right. she knew. I mean, she knew when he came to Kamarataj at the beginning of his movie that he was going to end up being yeah, that. She was expecting him. 
so we so we knew that she uh but she also established that she was never able to see past her death which meant she never knew about thanos and all of that so that was a great scene uh, because um yeah i liked when she refused to give up the stone well that i mean right because she's powerful enough that hulk or no he's not getting that stone if she doesn't give it to him right you know, if she doesn't want to give it to him. And uh, it was great how, you know, he goes to take it by force. And she's like, you don't want to do this. And he's like, you're right. I don't want to. But I didn't ask. And then she shoves this astral form out and is like, let's start again. <laughs> and they yeah. talk about it. And I thought that that was a really cool way to explain, like, give a little bit more on how, like, the time travel, you know, stuff would work and how it established why they needed to return the stones afterward and all of that, you know? Um, right. So that and was she, cool. She didn't want to have anything to do with it until, you know, he mentioned that, uh, he's Dr. like, well, why did, why did strange give it to him then? And she's like, wait, he gave it to him freely, willingly, yeah. willingly. Yes. And she goes, why? <laughs> Which is like the only time she's been stumped in the past thousand years, probably. Right. I thought and then it was she really said, cool. Well, he was supposed to be the strongest one of us, so yep. that's when she just instantly just the best him of the us. Yeah, she's so he's like, well, he must have done it for a reason, and then she gives right. it back to him. I thought it was really cool that they brought her back, that they brought uh, mm-hmm. Robert Redford back to play yeah. uh, Secretary Pierce, and <laughs> who tried to take the Tesseract from them. Oh, I also yeah. did you catch the reference to uh, shawarma? When uh, they're like, wait, where are you guys going? And Thor says, oh, after lunch, Asgard. Right. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I like that. And I thought, I really, really enjoyed that scene between Hulk and the the Ancient One. Because that could have been, see, that's the type of scene to me that they could have really not done very well. You know, it could have turned mm. into like a fight or yeah. in a lesser movie. You know what I mean? Or it could have been like some some cheap thing where he like knocks her out and takes it or something like that. Uh, but I'm yeah. really glad to see that they really Marvel has really respected every single one of these characters, even the the the, the characters that are minor characters in this movie. I was going to say minor characters, but Sorcerer Supreme is kind of a big deal. Just like she right. wasn't had the didn't have the biggest role in this movie. So I really yeah. like the way they treated that, and uh, you know I I like how. She had that moment where she was like, I'm counting on you, Bruce. Yeah. So then they they had their mission, and uh, Ant-Man got, like, real upset when they failed to get the Tesseract. And then I love that and moment the... <laughs> that uh, Tony and— Where they uh, bail on him. Of... Yeah, they, well, they bail on him. Well, they didn't bail, but I, I thought that, that it was nice that they had that complication and they— decided right. to go back that that was a moment further because back the first time i saw the movie i was very caught up in it you know i just mm-hmm. I, I tried to turn off my analytical mind and i was like when loki took that tesseract i was like holy shit <laughs> like what are they yeah. like god what are they gonna do now it's like the same thing when they chopped off thanos head. it's like uh-oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh-oh spaghetti yo so that that was great and i love how they had they went back to 1970 and tony got to talk to his dad but before that, I thought one of the coolest scenes in the movie was right when they went back. Uh, they showed that old, I don't know what kind of car it was, an old Duster. Oh, the Stanley cameo? Yeah, and the Stanley cameo with him as a younger Stanley 
And the girl in the car. He's like, yeah. yeah. like, make love, not war, man, or whatever he says. Right. That was great. That was pretty funny. Me that and the kids great. all looked at each other like, Stanley. Oh, and by the way, the uh, the music that plays in that part when they go back to 1970 is uh, Hey, Laudy Mama by Steppenwolf. Hey, Laudy Mama. Just to let everybody know what that song was. Oh, yeah. And then they go back and they're uh, trying to get the, uh, what is those little... The Pym Particles. The Pym Particles. Yeah, so Cap is going for the Pym And that's where we see Pym as a younger person. A very younger person. (laughs) Whatever they call it, the de-aging process or whatever. Yeah, it looked really good, I thought. Yeah. Yeah, but but that's when Cap sees uh, Peggy. Right. And that was an impactful moment. Like, in that moment, I thought, oh my god, is he going to talk to her? Yeah, he's sneaking around and jumps in the first office he finds, and it turns out he realizes he sees a picture of himself on her on the desk, and then he and looks he at just the name stood on the there door. on the other side of the window, you know, and the blinds were open. She just if she would have just looked an inch over to the right, she would have saw him. Mm-hmm. And I think he probably my reading of it was like he half wanted her to, but right. he didn't dare, you know, do anything to to potentially mess up the mission, and so he had to just leave. Yeah. And that sets us up for later because I think he made his decision right then and there as to I think he did what he was yeah. going to do later. Yeah, I I think he did. I I saw I saw that coming if nothing else in the movie. Yeah. So after that we have so yeah so then so then Tony's talking to his dad right and it was really weird to see Tony like nervous and off balance because mm-hmm. that yeah. like never happens. Yeah, he's but cool, he's, calm, and collected at all times. Mm-hmm. But he sees his dad, and he's it's like, oh, he's like, whoa. And he talks to him, and you know what was so great about that like whole part with him and his dad was he gets to talk to his father about being a father. Cause, right. Because Howard Stark had just fi- found out that his wife was pregnant, right? Mm-hmm. With Tony. <laughs> and yep. so I, I don't know, man. I just thought that was uh, – I thought that that was so sweet and a nice thing to do for that character, you know, and Tony's kind of had daddy issues his whole life and he has that. And actually, I think an important moment that they had was where Howard said something like, uh, or Tony said that he had a girl and he said, that would be nice, you know, less chance of uh, her growing up to be exactly like me. And Tony says, well, what's right about that? And he's, and he says, well, you know, <laughs> the greater good has rarely come before my self-interest. Um, exactly. And I, I think that, that that made Tony think a little bit, you know, and I, I I feel like that contributed to Tony's character growth and him realizing that what he had to get beyond in himself to, you know, make the ultimate sacrifice and the decision that he made at the end of the movie. Right. And I like the line right before they hugged. Oh, where, because, thanks. I can't remember, thanks I can't remember what the qu- question was, but he, Howard asked Tony a question about his own dad. And he's like, what did your dad, like, how did he figure it out? He's like, oh, well, he said that no uh, money were... could buy time. No money could buy more time. Yeah, he like says, that. you know, he did the best. He said something like, I always thought my dad was hard on me, but now I realize he was just doing the best he could. And he dropped a you know, nugget of wisdom here and there. And that's when mm-hmm. he had that quote where he said, you know, money can never buy a second of time or whatever he says. Right. Um, but that was that was great. And then he then Jarvis is and there then he, driving. And he hugs him. Oh yeah, Jarvis. That's right. He's yeah, he's, got the same voice and everything. Yeah, he uh, he hugs him and he goes, "Thanks for everything that you've done for your country." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of weird if you think about it. He just met this guy and had a quick conversation with him, and then he hugged yeah. him. It's like what? Then hugs him, makes it a little. And then, awkward. Ha- and then Howard goes, to Jarvis. He's like, 
have I met that guy before? It looks so familiar. Jarvis is like, you meet a lot of people, sir. But yeah, it's like, here's the other thing. And actually, Kevin Smith said this in his review or his discussion of the movie, which I listened to most of it last night, where Kevin Smith said, um, one of the great things about this movie is it puts so many pieces in front of you and it doesn't explicitly connect the dots. But like in that moment, you realize that Tony made Jarvis because, you know, after his dad died, Jarvis, the real Jarvis, was the one who was there for him and basically kind of helped raise him. Really, his only trusted confidant and stuff. And so when he grew up and invented Jarvis, um, he he gave him that voice and accent and called him Jarvis because of that. And it's this whole sort of like sad, you know, series of events because of Howard Stark dying, you know, when he did tragically. So, yeah, so that's those their missions. And then Thor is in freaking Asgard back uh, mm-hmm. during the events of the dark world which uh he gets to talk to his mom and that was kind of a big moment right no that was cool i like the way they did that and you know she's like you're not the thor i knew yeah she knows you know? she knows he's from she, the future she she's like i was raised by witch's boy i see yeah, nothing gets eyes and me. you know that yep right so, and he's like oh, totally from the future <laughs> <laughs> no i'm not yes i am yeah, he does that a couple times through the movie. Well, that was a huge turning point for Thor because, you know, before then, you know, they're back in time on this, like, no-holds-barred mission, and Rocket's like, all right, let's go. Let's, you know, you distract her. And he's like, I'm going to go get more drunk. Yeah, I'm going to go find the, the bar. <laughs> right, and Rocket's like, haven't you, aren't you drunk enough already? You know, yeah. but that's when that's when they have that talk, and Rocket, like, slaps him in the face and is like, pull yourself together. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. He's like, come over, a little closer, a little closer. But that, that's when he has that conversation with his mom. And I think that's really where Thor turns around in the movie. Right. Yeah, he got the, uh, you know, the blessing that's when of his mom. That's he stops being 100% dysfunctional. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah, she really did set him straight. And so I th- that's when he gets back Mjolnir from the past. Oh, that's right. They're about to leave. And he's like, wait, 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 hold on. And he pulls out, his, he puts out his hand and Rocket's like, what am I looking at here? <laughs> but, but then again, was that just five years in the past when they were in Asgard or when was well, that? Well, that took that place would mean... after 2012 because... Okay. Oh, that was the day he died or the day I she died. I think that died. they said it was 2014. And if you assume right. Endgame is in like 2000, well, from 2019 to 2024, right? So if he was so, from... Two, yeah, it was 10 years previous. So it was 10 so years means, in the past from Thor. Because he took Mjolnir... And left with it. So that means Thor would not have Mjolnir. Yeah, but the plan was always to bring the stones back to the exact moment. So his plan was right. to bring it back, but he just wanted okay. to borrow it for a minute, basically. Um, okay. Because they were going up against the biggest, baddest dude ever. So I guess he wanted right. to have that extra hammer. Plus, I think the bigger thing was for him, he wanted to know if he was still worthy. Because right. when it came to his hand, like you could see the joy on his face. Yeah, and he's he like, says, I'm still worthy. Yeah, that was cool. So, okay, you know, as much as I've bashed on Thor The Dark World, I mean, I don't think it's a terrible, terrible, awful, awful movie, but it's definitely my least favorite out of all the MCU movies. Oh, yeah. It just doesn't have the same It has a little more, it. it does have a little more uh, depth to it now just because of Endgame and what they did with it. Mm-hmm. And, dude, they got Natalie Portman to come back to film a couple things for that. Right. Can you believe yeah, that? Yeah, it was I only mean, 30 seconds, but. <laughs> right, right. 
It was funny, though. The one line she had was they were giving her the Asgardian clothes, and she goes, uh, it was like in the background, but I could hear a voice, and she said, uh, do you have anything with pants? (laughs) And the the attendant or whatever handling her the clothes was like, what? (laughs) What She goes, never mind. These will be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So that was was great. And then the third mission was um, Morag with uh, Nebula and War Machine, Rhodey, and Mm -hmm. then... Uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow going to uh, Vormir. Right. And so so here we go. He, so on Morag, we get the first wrinkle in the hero's plan, which is when uh, they're talking and and Nebula's like, we should, uh, we should hide we should hurry because... Up. Yeah, because yeah, we we're not the only people looking for the stones in 2014. And he's like, wait a minute, what are you talking about? Who else is looking? And she goes, Thanos and me. And, and he's like, you? He goes, where are you right now? And then it cuts to, you know, young Nebula fighting right. with uh, Gamora on that planet. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she has that glitch where she's seeing the memories from the the Nebula that's been time traveling. And like, oh, man, right. they get everything she knows. Yeah, all the info. Yeah. And Thanos, Thanos knew their whole plan. And he learned about him getting all the infinity stones and going into the future and creating the infinity war that was, and all that yeah that was sinister and, the and you snap. know thanos is not one to drop the ball when he gets intel like this right right so they're 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 going in and, and now that they know like our heroes uh, are kind of in trouble but uh then it like goes back to that's when he drops the line the first time i am well, he uh, watched the recording and he said, I am inevitable in the recording, right. which is what he said before they killed him. And so right. this is the second time that we hear it when he's watching that recording uh, of uh, her memory. But then, like, they go back to uh, n- uh, Future Nebula and uh, Rhodey and they're watching Quill as, like, the song is playing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, um, actually, they intercut it in the movie a little bit different than this because they, uh, when Thor got his hammer and they were leaving, that's when the uh, the music that Quill was playing picks up, and uh, it right. shows him like dancing through on his little Indiana Jones yeah. homage, yeah, and singing and Rody into the lo- little rats. <laughs> and Rhodey looks at her and he goes, "So he's an idiot." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, that that those got laughs yeah. in uh, my theater as well." But yeah, then they just knock him out. And uh, and take the thing. I thought that was a really cool moment between uh, her and Rhodey when she, you know, pulls the the orb out of the force field and it kind of burns up her her uh, robot arm yeah. a little bit. And she she looks at him and goes, "I wasn't always like this, you know." And he says, "Neither was I, but we yeah. we we work with what we got." And she kind of you know gives him this look and nods. I think Nebula is actually one of the most interesting characters in this whole saga. Oh yeah, I really have come to really like that character. Due in no small part to the actress Karen Gillan playing her. Right. She is so good. I've been a fan of her since Doctor Who. Right. Uh, she was Amy Pond. Yeah, she was Amy Pond. She was one of the big uh, companions on that show for mm-hmm. a while. Yeah, a couple seasons. More. I think it was three seasons. Uh, well, no. it was the entire Matt Smith run. Plus, I think, was she there? No, she left before he transformed into uh, uh, the next Doctor, I think. I think Clara was the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clara was the one who was there when he transformed. Anyways, she's she's become such a great actress. Uh, She really has given a lot of depth to Nebula because, and think about it. She starts off in the first Guardians of the Galaxy as a villain. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
you know, she's trying to kill them. And the second Guardians of the Galaxy, they kind of capture her and she ends up working with them. And that's where she reconciles with Gamora. And there are just like a couple really human moments that she gets across in that movie, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. The first one is where they're about to get attacked. I think it's by the Ravagers or something. And and Nebula's like, you know, uh, take these handcuffs off me. You know, you'd be a fool to not want an extra hand in battle. And Gamora's like, if I uncuff you, you're just going to try and kill me. And she, and she right. like looks to the side and she's like, no, I won't. But, but like, obviously, you know, she's like, and then there's a moment where it, it, later in the movie when they're like falling and she, she saves Gamora and she, and she right. just looks at her like, wow, you know, you just saved my life instead of trying to kill me for the thousandth time. And she just right. like rolls her eyes and goes, get over it. And those are just two like little moments, but they add so much to that character. I give so much right. credit. Yeah, to a lot of, lot of character building. Yeah, because you know she's, her father's the one that's responsible for killing half the life and everything, been and then she's so at war much. with her sister, and yeah. you know, turning, she's been through so much. And ultimately, and, even after everything she's done, she comes down on the side of you know doing the right thing. Right. So I just really appreciate that character, and I love how they pulled the old switcheroo where the uh, the past Nebula, you know, stole her stuff and went forward um, in time to uh, you know bring Thanos and his entire army and ship into the future. Right. That was that was a really cool touch, but maybe one of the most impactful scenes uh, or stone captures in this time heist is when uh, Hawkeye and Black Widow go for the Soul Stone. Oh. Yeah, that was one I wasn't expecting to see, but then once they showed up there, it was about halfway through, I was like, oh, that's right. I do like how they set up uh, the Soul Stone during their planning session, where everybody asked Nebula where the Soul Stone is, and she goes, Vormir. And they're like, where's that? And she's like, it's the center of, it's like at the celestial center, a realm of death and blah, blah, blah. And it's where Thanos killed my sister. And there's just like this uncomfortable moment of silence. And then Scott Lang goes, not it. Yeah, <laughs> not it. Yeah, that yeah. Was right. but um, yeah. So they get there and they see Red Skull, and that was a little weird for them. And it's like one no. of the great. So I've always been a fan of crossovers. Mm-hmm. I just always love when like all these characters you love come together and like you get to see them interact with each other. It's just like characters in this movie that have no business being in the same movie together are constantly you know running into each other, like when. You know, these two regular humans who are, you know, super assassins, by the way, but they're not enhanced individuals. You know, they don't have any superpowers. But suddenly they're standing on Vormir, you know, coming out of a spaceship that they got from a talking raccoon, uh, confronting Red Skull, the ghost of Red Skull or whatever, (laughs) who's giving them the lowdown on the freaking Soul Stone. It's just some of the moments in this movie were so surreal. But I thought it was perfect the way that they pulled this scene off with, you know, both of them wanting to sacrifice themselves. But ultimately, and I love how they fought over it, right? Is they really threw 100% of their ability into knocking the other person back just long enough to take the dive to spare that. Exactly. uh, From the other person. But in the end, you know, he had a family that was coming back. Uh, At least that was the plan when they undid the snap. And, uh, and, you know, yeah, she, she gave had, up. She had nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she had. I mean, her only family was the Avengers. And well, she gave up him. Mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah, she gave up him, all the rest of her family, the Avengers, the job that had given her life meaning, right? Working with them. That's what, that's what, uh, well, that's what she gave up. But what he was giving up was her, which was the person that he cared most about in the world who was left. Right. And so that's how he got the stone. And, and I thought that they, I I really am glad that they took the time after she died to let that sink in because that was the last scene before they all came back to the, to the present or the future, whatever you want to call it. Right. And it was right after that, that they have that little meeting like outside on the pier where they're kind of mourning her loss. And I'm really Mm -hmm. glad that they took the time to have that scene because, you know, this is a huge Avengers, you know, team up blockbuster movie. And one of the reasons that this movie ended up being three hours. Well, uh, well, since the snap. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, from the core Avengers or Avengers. Oh, right. From the OG Avengers. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she was, she meant a lot to everybody else there. See, one of the reasons that this movie is three hours long is because they made sure to include scenes like this that you need emotionally. Oh, yeah. You know, like, can you imagine if it would have went to her death getting the soul stone and, you know, Hawkeye crying there, like directly in the next action sequence? No, that that wouldn't have worked. And a lot of action movies do that, you know? They might just give you, like, five seconds of, like, one of the characters looking sad or something, you know, and then cut to explosions and people running and, you know, Transformers or whatever, you know, whatever it is. But I'm really glad that they gave us those. One of the things that they talked about, the Russo brothers, uh, in in terms of how they're making these Marvel movies is, obviously, they're dealing with comic booky, fantastical, ridiculous things. But they've tried to bring an emotional reality to it. Like, given yeah. big purple guy that destroys half of life and other weird, you know, <laughs> things going on, how would people actually feel, right? How would people actually react? Like, it's not campy at all. No. Uh, it's, it's very emotionally real. So I'm just really glad that that's the way that they've approached it because that's how we got such an epic movie. And this movie is pretty damn epic. So then it goes yeah. from there into them just putting together Tony's new infinity gauntlet. Right. Mm-hmm. And I did think Star it was, tech. I did think it was hilarious when they had, when they finally put all the stones in and they're just like watching it and rocket goes, boo. And he kind of chuckles and, and then, Tony like looks at him <laughs> like, yeah. Asshole. And then Hulk steps forward and says, he's got to be the only one that can wield it because well, it Thor wanted killed. to do it. Uh, Thor right. wanted to do it, remember? And he was desperate mm-hmm. because he felt like every, such yeah. a failure. And he wanted got, to make up for yeah his failure and f- before. And first he was insisting, and everybody was like, "Oh, hold on, hold on!" Everyone like jumped in the way. Yeah, we haven't decided. <laughs> and, to- and 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 like he comes up to Tony, and Tony's like, "Look, man, it ain't just about you know how powerful you are. It's you're not up to this right now. You're in bad shape." Right. And then he like he pleads with Tony. He's like, just yeah. let me do something good because that failure is still haunting him. And, I, you know, I went to go see it with a, a friend yesterday because Alyssa had to stay home with the little one. But I went to go see it with a friend yesterday. And uh, one of the comments he made was, this is his favorite version of Thor. And I'm wondering if Hemsworth got tired of playing the – because they can only do the, like, the, you know, he's the hottest guy in the room joke so many times before it gets right. old. You know what I mean? 
and uh, it never was, gets old. Come on. <laughs> but he was fat and broken, and <laughs> oh, yeah. you know, like PTSD. And I, God, I just love how they handled that. But then, yeah, Hulk steps up, and he's like, "No, it's it's got to be me." And that's another thing too about him being fat. It's like I was expecting. Like when he got Mjolnir and everything back, I was expecting oh, I I know, the lightning to come through and burn all the fat away and give us Thor back. But they kept him. You know, he's mm-hmm. still got, you know, the leftovers of that damage that he's still. Well, he's still work powerful. Through. I mean, he's still. Pro- oh, I mean, yeah. he's probably he still as strong as he was. Yeah, but he's yeah. just. You know, he's, he's still a god. He's he's still a god, and I think that they could have made that choice. I think they could have made the choice to make him all buff again by the end somehow. But I'm, I'm glad, glad that they, they did. didn't. And in fact, uh, later when he goes into battle in the final in the final fight and he summons his, you know, lightning and his weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it like suddenly his hair and his beard is braided and stuff. And I thought he looked pretty right. badass, actually. Yeah, that was cool. That's like, yeah. Oh, almost more realistic, you know. In a way, he looked very Viking-y to me. Yeah, you know, that's what he would look like. He looked as very, a uh, he looked very Ragnar Lothbrok to me. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> they drink they drink beer like it's going out of style too. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, Hulk but yeah, puts it on, and then I, I thought it was cool that like the surge of power that he tries to deal with in the beginning, and like you get that moment where he's like about to put it on, and everybody's like helmets go down, you know, mm-hmm. and Rocket stands behind Thor Iron Man, and, puts his shield up. Yeah, in front of Hawkeye. That was that was cool. And then I like, I really do like that they decided not to try and change the last five years, but rather they tried to change. They just bring everybody back to just now. Just bring everyone back today. Because I really was not going to be a fan of the time travel if it undid so many things that happened and made other movies right. like not happen. And I'm really, yeah. I didn't think that they were going to do that, which I'm pretty sure I said and in our theories episode. Yeah, but you weren't sure how they were going to get around it. Yeah, well, it's it's just the whole rules for time travel that they settled on in the movie. Yeah, right. And also, you know, Tony was saying, "Look, you know, I got a kid now. That's I can't I can't lose that." And and Cap said, "Deal." So and so what they decided on, which I'm saying I liked, was bring everybody back to now. And he snaps his fingers and he does that, and you can see, you know, his arm got all up and yeah um and he's down on the floor and that's when you know scott goes out and he sees like a tree that yeah, was he sees dead all before the birds and, and stuff he's and... like i think it worked and then like the the roof opens up again and you see the missiles coming down oh yeah yeah Boom. just destroys the whole avengers hit hq just demolishes it and everyone's under the rubble and and so then they have to contend with like Thanos. That, that was a strength. that was a stressful moment when that happened. You know, everyone in the theater was like, "Oh no!" Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> there were so many moments in the movie theater where like something intense happened, and then the audi- the audience was just deadly silent, just like oh, yeah. hanging on the edge of their seats, watching to see what would happen next. Mm-hmm. And we see Rhodey like get out of his suit and save Rocket. And yeah. uh, Hulk is down there just, like, trying to hold the whole place from collapsing on them. Yeah, um, and Ant-Man's trying to get down to do his thing. He's riding. I don't know what he was riding on the water. Yeah, like I wouldn't have minded. I would not have minded a little bit more from Ant-Man. But I'm happy that they used him as much as they did. And yeah. he got to do so many important things. Because I feel like it would have been easy to give some of the characters short shrift when so much is going on. But, again, that's, that's why we got a three-hour movie and we're so happy yeah. with it. You know, they gave us all these things. So Ant-Man gets to save all them. 
And so meanwhile, Cap and Tony and Thor are outside and they see Thanos, who's just like sitting there waiting for them, right? Right. Um, and, uh, oh, I was, uh, yesterday when I was sitting with my buddy in the uh, movie theater and there's that whole scene where Hawkeye finds the gauntlet like down in the sewer or whatever. And then all the, uh, the outriders start coming after him. And uh, I just hear next to me, it's like, oh, he's such a badass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he, he kind of is. But yeah, then they, then it's, the fight is on, the final fight of the movie, right? The final battle. And they're fighting the Thanos, battle. not, not like scarred, limping Thanos, farmer Thanos, right? Who's already done his thing, but like Thanos at like peak strength. And that was amazing. That was, oh, that was just so cool. Yeah, he is um, such a, like, like I was wondering, like, how is he so powerful? But, you know, it's like he's just trained. Well, he's trained. He's about, he's like as strong as the Hulk to begin with. Yeah, he's a Titan. Yeah, he's, he's a Titan. He's, well, yeah, I mean, he's, He's one of the Eternals with the deviant gene, as mm-hmm. as you would as you would kind of call it from the comics, and uh, he's just like the most powerful being in the universe, um, not counting like you know celestials and things like that. But uh, yeah, so they fight him, and that's a hell of a battle. The thing is, okay, yeah. so they start fighting him, and there's like two or three times when Cap comes at him, and Cap might like kick him or like punch him, but it barely phases Thanos, and he just like swats him aside both times right but then he's taken on thor this was like one of the greatest things in the movie for me and i know you know what i'm about to say mm-hmm. oh my god so he's fighting thor and uh it's getting kind of serious like and he's trying to like push thor's axe into his chest and then yeah, you see mjolnir lift up off the ground and right. then it hits it's him in like the back of the head. Almost slow motion. And, and then it, when it flies back and goes past Thor and Captain America catches it, like I felt it like in my body. Like that was, you know, I said in our theories episode that I really wanted to see that and I thought it would be awesome. Oh my right. God. It was so awesome when when Cap uses Mjolnir. Oh my God. Oh, um, the, the theater erupted. It, yeah, it erupted. And, Everyone was and like, like, woo! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I heard it in my theater too. And then like Thor's like, I knew it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then, and not only does Cap pick up Mjolnir and use it to fight Thanos, but he uses it like a boss, dude. Like he. Oh yeah, he does. Sw- he's swinging it around, and you know that it's not like it's not just that he can pick it up; it's that he has all the power of he Thor knows, when yeah, he, he has can it, use it because he's worthy. He's got the right? lightning shooting out of it. He he's got the strength bolts. So he he jacks he jacks Thanos up with that. He uses the lightning. He zaps mm-hmm. him. He knocks him around. He gives as good as he gets. He uses his shield. I, that was so freaking satisfying for me. I can't even tell you. I was like, I was like, I was almost tearing up in that moment because it's not right. just a cool action scene. They've built up to it like over oh. the course of almost all their movies. Yeah, for I years. Mean, they've established that ca- that Steve Rogers is the moral center of the Avengers. They've established that he will do whatever he thinks is right, no matter what, right? He's always there to sacrifice yeah. for other people. And then in Avengers 2, Age of Ultron, when he tries to pick it up and it, it like, it kind of nudges a little bit. And like mm-hmm. for a second, Thor looks worried, but then he's ultimately not able to do that. My theory is still, like I said before, he wasn't quite worthy in that moment because he was lying to Tony about Bucky right at that time and also maybe it was that 
picking it up as a party trick wasn't exactly the most worthy thing to do. I don't know. Um, but yeah, when he when he did pick it up and he went, as they say, balls deep. <laughs> it was it was awesome. Everyone everyone blew up, and it was the moment everyone was waiting for it. And I knew the second it showed Mjolnir moving, I was mm-hmm. like, "Here we go." I was like, "Please be Cap. Please be Cap. Yeah. Please be Cap." Oh my god! I mean, who was. else? Who else would it be? You know. Well, you know, Groot. they they shot it in such a way that it could have been Thor summoning it. You know, but then when it comes back and it goes right past him, and then there's that moment when they're just tearing shit up later, and. Stormbreaker goes into Cap's hand and Mjolnir goes into Thor's hand. He's like, wait, give me that one. You take the little one. And they go off and keep fighting. (laughs) (laughs) That was just, that uh, that was cool. That was, uh, that was awesome. So, so yeah, so they're fighting and actually Tony got knocked out for a minute and that's why it was all on Thor and Cap for a minute. Is that when, is that when he smashed up uh, his shield? Yeah, so then there, then he's fighting Cap and he smashes up his shield and like he really hits Cap hard and he goes down and he's laying there and that's when Thanos calls out his entire army, right? You're right. They all start coming out. I mean, down to the, I mean, from the big, huge like space worm thingies mm-hmm. down to like the f- outriders and like uh, yeah, and the, those big ogre looking things. Yeah, everything. And there's that shot, that wide shot, and I have to get this as like a poster or something. I have to. It was so fuck. It was so freaking epic, where it's just Cap. He stands up. He like you know, forces himself to get up, and he's got it. He tightens his broken shield on his arm, with that determined look on his face, and he sort of strides right. forward. And you see that huge wide shot of him walking up in silhouette, and then Thanos is little ways ahead of him, and then Thanos's entire army is coming like down the from the sky and, and on the hill, yeah. and it's just like this amazing standoff. And then Cap's standing there like, you know, he's he's still going to go for it. <laughs> I mean, right. that's all there is to it. But that's the moment when the portals yeah, open. They don't, and, they don't have any option to do anything but fight. And everybody, every, 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 everybody shows up. And that yeah. was, I, I like got goosebumps. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. got goosebumps so when that I. happened. There were cheers. You know, there was quite a few people in the crowd who were pretty loud. But yeah. they were cheering and clapping and woohoo! It it yeah, was a it was awesome. amazing, it was amazing, and you got to see everybody do something. You had Wong and like all right. those magicians. You saw mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Strange come back with everybody from Titan, Spider Man, yep. Falcon, the rest of the Falcon came flying by. Falcon came flying through. Um, you had the whole like military from Wakanda who had been dusted right. <laughs> coming through. Mm-hmm. You had um, well, you know they're ready to fight the Wasp. You had the wasp. Yep. Uh, you yep. had uh, God. It was everybody. Res- rescue even came back. Oh yeah, came rescue. Through. Yeah, that was good. And freaking um, Ant Man grows giant and like out of the building and sets down right. Hulk and uh, Rocket and uh, Rhodey in Rhodey. a new like bigger suit of armor. Right. And uh, I don't know where was... they found that, but yeah, and that was that was just amazing. And then Thanos is like, you know, gives the order to charge and they just all go at it. And that was Mm. the most epic freaking battle. Yeah. That was the most epic battle. And, and, oh, and, oh, and Captain America standing there, he summons the hammer back and Mm -hmm. he says, he says the line that everybody's been waiting for forever. He goes, Avengers, assemble. Assemble. That was great. That was great, dude. People lost it in the movie theater. Yeah, <laughs> when that happened, people just yeah, lost that was it. Awesome. Everyone like uh, 
uh, what's her face? The Red Witch, Scarlet Witch. You know, mm-hmm. her and everyone else, you know, took their turns up against Thanos, you know, getting like revenge for. Yeah, everybody you know, got their turn with did. him. The one character who they didn't do anything with was Groot. Well, he came really back and he Groot. had he had a moment yeah, with Rocket, came, though. He came back. He had a moment with Rocket. He said, I am Groot when they wanted to stabby, stabby, stabby. But he, like in the fight, he didn't do anything. He stepped through. He stepped through the portal with uh, the Wakandan people, right? And then he had a moment where, in the middle of the fighting, he like rolled to the ground with Rocket, and they were there. Yeah, that. So there wasn't much with him. That's true. But what was he going to say besides "I am Groot"? You know. Well, it would have been cool <laughs> to see him just do. You know, he always shoots his arms out or sends the roots down to the ground. They come up and do something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So that that might have been something cool to to see. But I love how uh, Ant Man stayed giant the whole time, right? And dude, he just like and punched all those on big people. space worms. Yeah, he stomped right. on people, knocked it right in the face. That was great. Yeah. And then there's the moment when uh, Spider Man meets back up with uh, Tony, and they uh-huh. have that moment where he's like, he's like, "Oh man, did you see when I got? Remember when I got dusted? Oh, I must have passed out, and then I was awake and Doctor Strange." Five blah, years, blah 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 blah. And, and then he, he just, just gives him a hug, and he's hugging him there for a minute. He's like, "Oh, this is nice." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that that was Everyone a very that. that was a very uh that was a very touching moment in the middle of the biggest uh epic battle scene ever yeah but so yeah and then that fight goes on and like you know the his uh the children of thanos beam back down and they're coming but then okay but then hawkeye shows back up with the gauntlet and he's like what do you mm-hmm. want me to do with this thing and they're all trying to get it away from Thanos as fast and far as they can. Well, first Cap says, yeah, get it away. But then Hulk says, wait, no, we have to send them back. And and Tony pipes in and he's like, well, Thanos destroyed the, the machine. But then Scott shrinks back to normal size and he presses the the like the the fo- the the key fob for the van and you hear that all right yeah and he's like no we have no, one time we... machine left and then it becomes about getting the gauntlet to that right right and Val found like, it but you won't like where it's parked it's just right in the middle of thanos's army so then mm. so first it's hawkeye running with it and then Black Panther picks it up, and that was that was sweet. That was cool when he was doing that was because everyone was he was getting pummeled, and you could just see his suit glowing, absorbing all that you mm-hmm. know energy. And then he does a and then once he gets like captured by um, the Maw mm-hmm. with his telekinetic powers, Spider Man comes by and webs it up, and then he's yep. he's trying to get it through. And then, then he his... like has to land and set his he goes set to instant kill. You remember that mm-hmm. from Spider Man Homecoming? That's when his legs come out. Yep. And man, he's screwing them up. That but they're was pretty cool. Pretty soon they There's overwhelm so many him. of them. And here's yeah. where like stuff gets really, is one of the like the more surreal, crazy, like very com- comic book moments, right? I said this felt very much like a comic book, more so than many comic book movies, is when Cap is like, all right, Queens, heads up. And he throws Thor's hammer. Okay. He throws Mjolnir. Spider-Man mm. webs onto it. So at this point of the uh, movie, in the middle of the most epic battle you've ever seen, Spider-Man is is flying with Mjolnir because he's yeah, got a web on it. By it. Pepper Rescue comes and uh-huh. picks him up, <laughs> drops him on Valkyrie's Pegasus behind Valkyrie. So Spider-Man is now yeah. flying with the goddess Valkyrie on this Pegasus with the Infinity Gauntlet. He, I mean, it was just and crazy. he's all like, oh, hello. He's like, oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, I'm Peter yeah. Parker. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, uh, and then they go, they go down, you know. And this is when I think uh, Scarlet Witch was attacking Thanos, and she was like, "You took everything from me." And he says, "I don't even know who you are." And I just right. love the expression on her face when she said, "You will." Uh, right. <laughs> and she, she is definitely one of the most powerful of them, if not the most powerful, because she screwed him up. She split his sword in half. She broke his mm-hmm. sword in half. Whatever that thing was that he was using. And right. uh, she's holding him up in the air, and that's when he tells uh, the Maw to open, uh, to rain fire, I think is what he said. Mm-hmm. And uh, just starts blasting and, the entire and ground. And he's like, well, what about our own troops? And he's like, I don't care or something. Yeah. Just do it. And that's, when, and that's when Peter falls down, and he's just sort of cringing on the ground as, like, the ground is exploding around him. But then mm-hmm. suddenly they start firing up into the sky, and everybody's like, wait, what's, what's going on? What are they shooting at? And, of course, that's when Captain Marvel arrives. And, right, uh, yeah, Captain Marvel comes through and just and blasts holy cow, the ship. she just destroys that ship like like nothing. And that was great because yeah, so then she enters the fight. Uh and that and that was really cool when she was facing off with Thanos. Well, actually, before she even got to that point, she comes down to Peter and he's like, "Hi, I'm I'm Peter Parker." I'm Peter Parker. And she, and she goes, "Hi Peter, you got She's something like, for me?" Yeah. He's like, here, but I don't know how you're going to get through that. And you look, and it's like the entire army between them and the van. And mm-hmm. that's when, okay, that's the shot when all the women superheroes show Right. Up. He's like, I don't know how you're going to get through all that. And that's when Okoye, was it, stepped yeah. up and said, she's got help. Or yeah. And that like was that. pretty cool. You know, um, I, like I said yesterday, I went to go see it with a buddy of mine. Uh, actually, a couple people. Uh, my buddy is a guy, and then he brought a girl. And they both said, both of them, after the movie, that that part felt a little bit on the nose, a little bit gratuitous. Because it's like they've already established that all of these characters are really powerful. Right. And and I guess, you know, you could say, or at least I can say, that in that moment, it did bring me slightly out of the movie where I was thinking more about the movie as a movie as opposed to being immersed in it. Because I was like, oh, well, that's the... That's the shot where they, you know, the girl power shot, or like the maybe not. Yeah. Put, it's Fox put it Force way. Five. They're gonna <laughs> the Fox Force Five shot yeah. for the next. That's gonna be a movie coming out with all those I don't, characters in it. I I don't have a problem with them doing that, but when they said that, when they said it felt a little too on the nose, which I don't necessarily disagree with, I did think right. to myself, well, it did it did bring me out of the movie in the sense that I started thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't mind it at all. And I, I think that it's definitely um I don't know. It it was nice to see that. But yeah, but so they start fighting there, but then Captain Marvel just like rockets through with the with the uh thing and tries to get it to them at the van, but then Thanos destroys it. Right. So then it becomes the fight between Captain Marvel and Thanos. And uh, that was real interesting because she was really taking him on single-handedly. I oh, mean, yeah. She was whooping his butt. And I loved I loved that moment where he, like, she's, like, holding his fingers open because he's, he's got the gauntlet. Mm. Yeah. And uh, he tries to headbutt her, but his head just, like, bounces off. Yeah. And she doesn't, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't even flinch. It doesn't even move her hair. <laughs> that was awesome. That was a great way to show, uh, you know, the power differential yeah. there. But then he was smart in that he pulled off the power stone and was like, boof. Yeah. And I mean, we're down to like the climactic moment of the movie here. And I got to tell you, I love 
So I think they handled things so well in this movie. Like I was talking before about the balance between humor and like dramatic action. And that moment when he's putting the power stone back in the glove to complete it, Tony looks over to Doctor Strange, who's busy like holding the waters of the entire lake at bay from flooding everyone, right? Right. And he just and he lifts that, up. The tornado. He, yeah. He just looks at Tony. They, they meet eyes. They don't say anything. And he just lifts up the one finger like one chance. Yeah. Right? And then that's when Tony makes his move. And he mm-hmm. went, he goes and grabs for the gauntlet, but Thanos slaps him down. And that's when Thanos holds but, up his but hand he and wasn't says... Really grabbing, he wasn't grabbing for the gauntlet. He was after right, the stones. Right. Because it's all his tech, right? Like that glove is mm-hmm. his technology and he's got that nanotech now. But Thanos holds yeah. up his, his glove and goes, I am inevitable. And he snaps and like nothing snaps. happens. Snaps. That was great. Right. That was great. And then Tony holds up his hand and the stones like all like the nanotech like puts him in a position. And then that's like when Thanos looks really worried. <laughs> yeah. Like he looked worried when Captain Marvel arrived and just laid waste to his ship. He did look worried in that moment, but not compared to now when Tony has all the infinity stones, right? And I right. love Tony's line where he goes, I am iron man yeah everyone cheered i think that was the perfect line i think that was the perfect line for him to say in that moment Mm -hmm. and holy cow i mean my my heart was in my throat Mm -hmm. in those final moments of the movie yeah the the next what two minutes of the movie everyone's like coming up and spider-man's up in his face and you know then he comes in and that was heart-wrenching did the death so, so yeah, so he had a couple final words there with Pepper and, and, and all that. But, like, how did it hit you, that moment, like, when Tony dies? Were you, like, choking up? Were you, oh, like, yeah. how did you I feel? I was totally choking up. It was terrible. Everyone was choking up. Um, it was dead you know, silence just, in the movie theater. Yeah, same there. Dead silence. No one made a sound. And then What she got said, me, the moment that, like, hit me the hardest was when Pepper said to him, she said, we're going to be okay. You can rest now. Right? And then, right. then, and he then does. Just, he's gone. He just dies. And that's yeah. another moment, just drawn out silence. And everyone was not a, not a word. And, you know, I could hear my kids sniffling. And I was trying to hold it all back and not do anything <laughs> untoward. Because you know if, you, if your kid sees you crying, he's just going to oh. lose it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? You know, that's yeah, and I that's, looked over and both over. my kids were balling and it was it was it was sad. They played it off and did it perfectly. It was terrible. Is that why they came out of the movie saying, I don't ever want to see that again? Oh yeah. Yeah. My son just had his head down. He wouldn't talk and he was like depressed. He had he had PTSD. <laughs> see, when I was yeah, see when I was, you know, trying to think of who might die in this movie and I said cuz in our theories thing, I said, "Ah, oh, no, I think Tony's going to stick around and they'll have him make a cameo every now and then." I don't know. I think this was the perfect end to his story arc. Now, right. I think he still could come back as like an AI or maybe there's an AI in his form or he has more holograms or like something like that and maybe he can make a cameo that way. But yeah, yeah. he's gone. That character is gone. So then it was just down to them, the scene where Captain America steps up onto the new time machine they build so he can take all the mm-hmm. stones back to where they belong. And uh, Sam offers to go with him, and he says, nope, I got it. This one's all on me. And uh, I tell you what, the way Bucky was looking at him, I think Bucky knew what Steve's plan was. 
yeah. that he wasn't that yeah. he was going to stay there with uh, Peggy because you know what he did was and you can tell because of the car the cars that are outside in that final scene with him and Peggy like he didn't just go back to 1970 and hook up with her there when he puts the tesseract back he went all the way back to like the 50s right yeah he went back to when they were first together mhm and he knows she's eventually going to end up working at that you know, facility in 1970 and he'll just drop it off at that time. Yeah, that was cool. And he, he took Thor's hammer with him so he could take that mm-hmm. back. So they really, they really wrapped that up. Yeah. Yeah. He's sitting there on the bench afterwards. And even though I predicted that Captain America would make a sacrifice and die, I think it did make more sense for Tony to do that because it really completes his story arc from, you know, going right. from super selfish playboy at the very beginning of all the movies to the selfless you know, self-sacrificing hero for everybody like in the universe at the end. Whereas Cap finally got to go back and be with the woman that he loves and have a life. Right. All the time he missed out on. Yeah. Uh, So I thought that was beautiful. And I really, so now in our theories episode, I also said that, you know, if he does die or something in, in an end game, I don't think they'll give us another Captain America right away because it's too soon. So, but even though he passed that mantle over to Sam Wilson, the the Falcon, right. by giving him a shield and having that very touching, you know, conversation with him, I, see, I don't feel like it was too soon in that sense because Cap had his whole freaking life before that. Oh yeah, right, right. It yeah. wasn't like he was still around or in limbo somewhere or something like that. It wasn't like he died and somebody was like, "Well, I better take this," <laughs> you know. Yeah. And I like how Falcon, you know, he said, feels like it's not mine. Yeah. And Cap says, and well, it is. Yep. He said, it feels like it belongs to somebody else. And Cap said, oh, that's right. He said, it isn't. Well, I only know the exact words because I just saw it for the third time. Right. But but yeah, I mean, that's that's the gist of what he says. And I have a feeling that this show, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, will at least to some degree explore Falcon slowly taking on this new identity at least i feel like that they've they've got to acknowledge it in some way i mean he'll still have his wings and all of that stuff but i i I really wonder whether at some point he's going to get enhanced physically like steve was right so that he can become in a fuller sense captain america you know what i mean yeah that'd be cool but i think that that was i think that was a good choice that they made to make it him instead of bucky yeah, that's what I was thinking too. It's like I was surprised at first it wasn't Bucky. Well, they kept but, calling uh, Bucky White Wolf ever since right. uh, after uh, after Civil War. So I think yeah. that he's probably more likely to take on that. But I guess they'll be traveling together, or doing whatever together in their new show on Disney Plus coming this November. Ooh, yippee! So I think we can actually we've gone through like the whole movie at this point. Um, right. Is there any other like moment or scene you want to talk about before we get into our final thoughts? Um, you know, they had the funeral scene for Tony afterwards, but that was kind of ah uh, yes, kind of not much there. It was very solemn. Uh, it, it was, was nice touching. to see like every single character that was still alive there out of all the Avengers and like related right. supporting characters. Did you notice the kid in the back was the kid from Iron Man three? Right. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier. My daughter and I. Yeah, I think that 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 was that was really sweet. You know, they didn't have to do that. But that kid, in a way, was like a surrogate kid of Tony's. And I'm sure he, you know, he thought of Tony with great affection. And, you know, I wonder if they even kept in touch a little bit. 
I'm not sure. But yeah, it was nice seeing that and everybody decked out in black. And if you notice, Drax was even wearing a shirt, even though he has sensitive nipples. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't see that. I'll I was. To, I was an. Ima- I was imagining times. the conversation between them, where it's like, you know, he goes to walk out the door and he's not wearing a shirt, and they're like, "Dude, we're, we're going to a funeral. You have to wear a shirt." And he, you know, could ma- make some mention of his sensitive nipples and be like, "Eventually, well, for for this for the for the funeral of the man that saved the universe and killed Thanos, avenging my family, I'll wear a shirt." Yeah. <laughs> Show a little bit of respect. Yeah, but so other than that, yeah, did you have any other final things you wanted to talk about? Why don't we talk real super quick about any criticisms we have in the movie of the movie? Like I said, I was hard-pressed to find any. Yeah, and my only thing that I had problems with was not seeing enough from certain characters, you know? Yeah. Obviously, the bigger players got more time put into them. Well, you wanted but to see was, more from the Hulk, right? You wanted to see more of that. Like, I want to see more from the Hulk. And the Hulk, you know, there's that scene when they went back in time and the old Hulk was smashing <laughs> yeah. stuff. And then, <laughs> like you know, the new Hulk's like trying to pretend he's smashing stuff and throwing stuff around. That was hilarious. That was pretty funny. But it's like Hulk didn't, I don't think new Hulk smashed anything. Not much. He, he was very. He wasn't part of the careful. final fight because he was all screwed up from the. Well, he was. They just didn't have like a lot of like. They didn't show a lot of, of him doing much. I mean, he kind of right. had a fried arm and everything, but he was in there. Yeah. I remember the shot where they're all like running towards the army, and he was there. Right. Um, and then there was the Loki and Groot. We kind of covered those already. Yeah, and I didn't wanted see to see anything. just like I. I know there was so much to fit in, but I would have appreciated just like one extra moment between Tony and Nebula. Where he like right. gives her a pat on the arm and is like, "You okay? You doing all right?" Or you know, just something mm-hmm. to acknowledge, you know, the history they had in those weeks on the ship. But otherwise, like, I'm coming up blank because this was an amazingly well done movie, uh, and I expected, you know, I had faith in the Russo brothers and Marvel, but I didn't expect a movie this good. I really didn't. No, um, no. Like it was I to said, the point they, where they mm-hmm. took it in directions we weren't expecting. Even know, the opening they... of the movie, even the be- that like the first. Even like the first hour of the movie was like my buddy the other day said uh, it like started up like a regular movie. It wasn't goofy. It wasn't like crazy superhero action fights with corny, you know, jokes thrown in there to get things movie. It was like it really opened with the dramatic weight of it all. Right. And uh, and I really I really appreciated that. So, yeah, it didn't need a slow build or anything. It, it was just. You know, yeah. we knew we were getting into it when the movie started, and they didn't yeah. you so, know, play around. So, with that final at all. thoughts. I mean, this movie is this is such a great movie. This is, uh, you know, what I'm gonna say. It's not even just in my top five. I think it's in my top three of all the Marvel oh, yeah. movies. Easy. Yeah. It Easy. was it was the best way to end all that, all the different storylines and the and Infinity and War if you notice, they did not have a mid credit scene or a post credit scene. Which right. feels right to me because this was yeah. an ending, you know. Yeah, you don't need this... to promote something else after all that. Yeah, this was an it's ending. Like, what and... are you looking forward to next? Uh-huh. There is the topic of that uh, the sound they played at the end of the credits, though. Oh, right. It was like the Iron Man armor clanking together. Yeah, yeah. And at the very, very you know, end, the of internet's the all a buzz with the uh, 
you know, significance of that. Yeah, I mean, it's a fun little, like, homage to Iron Man. And, you know, I'm sure some people will speculate that, oh, does that mean, like, who else is getting in the armor next? Blah, blah, blah. I would not be surprised if at some point they do bring in somebody else to wear the armor that's not Pepper Potts. <laughs> right. <You laughs> because should. I don't, despite the fact that she was in that final battle, which I thought was awesome, right. uh, she's not one to, like, really suit up all the time, you know? Yeah. That's not what she wants. And plus, she has a daughter to take care of now. And she was always a little bit more mm. responsible where that's concerned than Tony. So I think uh, so they will, they might get to that eventually. But I don't think it'll be for years. You know, I, I there's not going to be a new Iron Man or an Iron Heart or anybody for yeah. years. Other than that, think, where, where do we, we think the one. MCU is going, right? Uh, we I, I think that they're going to do a Namor movie because I mentioned mm-hmm. Atlantis earlier. They're doing the Loki show, the Scarlet Witch and Vision show, so I think they'll bring Vision back for that. I think, I think Captain Marvel's and... gonna come back and be like the new, maybe the new Iron Man of the the next wave. Actually, I have a feel. Well, she might be that prominent, but I'm also thinking she might serve as like the cosmic glue that holds everything together, more so right, than maybe being... show up throughout all the different storylines. Yeah, because she, you know, she's in communication with Earth, but yet she's out in the cosmos, you know, mm-hmm. working with God knows how many groups of other aliens and things to to sort of be like a, a space cop, maybe. Right. In, in a way. An- uh, another thing we got to look forward to is, uh, is Thor now one of the Guardians of the Galaxy? He's going to, I bet you he's going to be in the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie. Because at, at least... there can't be Gamora, right? Well, past Gamora is still in alive, future. but she's still in the past. No, 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 no. They all came to is the she, future and they were fighting. Stay in the future. Yeah, because the time machine okay. was destroyed. Nobody could get back, and oh, all of okay. Thanos's people that were fighting with him all disintegrated. Right. Because of Tony. Okay, so she's still around, but now she's got to fall in love with Peter Quill again. Yeah. Maybe she won't. Yeah. You know, I mean, maybe she'll hook up future, with Thor. Future Gamora is dead, but past Gamora is now alive in the future. So Quill okay. is obviously going to be looking for him. They hinted to that at the end. Past Nebula is dead, but future Nebula is alive. Uh, Thanos mm-hmm. is dead, 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 perma-dead. Iron Man is dead. Black Loki Widow apparently is dead. Well, I think that there's another reality where he's alive because he got the Tesseract, right? But Vision is dead, although, like we were saying, I think he might be coming back. Black Widow's definitely permanently dead. Steve Rogers yeah. is retired. So it's like a lot of these characters are going off to have their own TV shows. I think they might be miniseries, actually. I think they're doing a Black Widow movie, though. Well, they've hinted at that. But I wonder, see, that was never official. So I wonder if that was just to throw us off the track of what happened in Endgame. Right. You know what I mean? I would now they might still do a Black Widow movie, but I would find it to be very surprising because it would have to take place significantly far in the past, and Scarlett Johansson ain't getting any younger. Now she still looks amazing, but right. she doesn't look like she did in Iron Man two anymore. Not right. quite. You know, you can tell that she's got some years on her. Like I said, she's still beautiful. She still looks good, but you can tell that she's not like twenty five anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, or however old she was then. So what do we have to look forward to? Spider-Man Homecoming is coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've actually said that's going to be the final movie of Phase 3. So I have a feeling that okay. in addition to the Spider-Man adventures that he gets up to, it'll be kind of an epilogue for Phase 3 and everything that's right. happened. And uh, I don't want to get into that, get started on that movie. We know that they're making an Eternals movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
in which they apparently are casting Angelina Jolie and uh, what's his name? Nanjani. Yeah, Kumail Nanjani uh, is oh, also they've also cast in. Yeah, he's great. So okay, that pairing he's makes in, me really wonder what that MIB. movie is going to be. <laughs> right. He he's what? He's in the new Men in Black, the new MIB. Coming. Oh out. yeah, that's right. He's the little alien. Right. Um, also starring Chris Hemsworth and uh, Tessa Thompson. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we know that that movie is coming. I'm really wondering what that's going to be like with the pairing of those two actors. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It'll be interesting. Yeah. So they're also going to be making an- another Doctor Strange movie. You know they're right. making another Captain Marvel movie. Um, oh, they have to. Yeah. They're making Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It seems like a fair bet that Thor is going to be in there. Uh, other than that, we don't know. We yeah. don't know what they're I mean, going to be up to. What's Hulk going to be doing? What's everyone else going to be doing? Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what happens. And I wouldn't be surprised if they go a long time before another Avengers movie. I think they're actually going to work on other team-up franchises before then. I have a feeling. I have a feeling. I don't know. Do you can... think they will do more Avengers? Yeah, I do. I, mean, I think without Cap and Iron Man, unless they go the whole Teen Titans route, and I don't want to see yeah, that. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe eventually they'll get to that, but they have a lot of stuff to do next. And I think that... They've talked about going a lot more cosmic in the next phase of the MCU. Right. I mean, they were. We already know Doc. Uh, we already know um, Guardians. We already know mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. He's kind of the magicy cosmic side of things, the mystical side, right. I should say. We know there's going to be more. I wonder Captain if they're going to do anything with uh, Mysterio because he's coming up in. I don't uh, know. Spider-Man. It- I don't like the looks of him from the trailer, but this is a conversation for another time. Right. <laughs> but yeah. uh, I think that I think that wraps up our discussion and review of uh, Endgame. Yeah, I'm still crying on the inside. You that know. dude, that wrecked me when when he it died. Me. It, yeah, it did. <laughs> like, did you see like that article? My woman son didn't. Oh yeah, woman. Hospitalized woman hospitalized for crying too much. Crying. Hysterical crying after the movie. All right. Well, I think it's time for us to go. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to this episode, our Avengers Endgame spoiler discussion. I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we've had some fun times. Man, that, that movie just... Yeah. Wow. That one of the best nuts. movies I've seen in a long time. Yeah, it, it's pretty and darn it, good. It was, it was the perfect wrap-up, I think, to everything. To 11 years to of Marvel movies. Yeah. They yeah. did it. They did something that's never been done before. And it's making lots and lots of money. So, on that and note, thank thanks Thanos everybody. For rats, right? Because they're the and true th- heroes of this story. Yes, and thank goodness for that one rat mm-hmm. that brought Ant Man back and made everything possible. That's it. He's All the right. hero. Thanks everybody for listening, and tune in to us next time. Thanks again. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this at least half as much as you enjoyed the End Game with the Avengers and Thanos and or for Iron Man. Peace out. Peace out. Signing out. Our music is Overworld by Kevin McLeod from Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0, creativecommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.